All right. Amen. It's good to be here. It's good to be here today. Let's just pray. Lord, we just invite your presence. Lord, we thank you for what you're saying and what you're doing. And we just want to, we want to know your heart. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. Come in power. God, hallelujah. God, as we share these words together in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've been talking about our core values, right? We've been talking about core values, and that's, we're going to continue that today. What are, what are core values? Uh, core values are, are kind of like the guardrails. You're going to hear this example a lot, but like we're traveling in this vehicle, it's the guardrails that keep us pointing in the right direction, the direction of our vision and the mission, right? So those are the guardrails that kind of like, we, we want to stay within those, those core values in everything that we do and everything that we say, right? You should see a thread of the core values in every Oxford Vineyard activity, whether it's an outreach, whether it's this Sunday, Sunday service, right? It could be, you know, when we have a potluck or when we have life groups or any of those things, right? You should see the threads of our core values being played out, right? It's very important. It, it, I, I, I shared this analogy last time. It's like opening it up and say, hey, this is our heart, this is at the core. This is what we value here. This is the identity of what God has given us when he first called us to plant this church and this, and, and this uh, group of people here. And what I hope through this is that these resonate with you. I hope these resonate with you and you're like, yes, yes, I want to be a part of that. I want to sit at this table with John and Kim and I want to sit at this table with Parker and, and Lynn and, and Josh and and Bree and, and uh, you know, the, the Bertrams and the cellar. I, mean, I want to sit at this table with everybody, right? And, and go in this direction of fulfilling the God-given purpose. Because all of us have an assignment. This is our assignment. Our assignment is to bring heaven to earth. It's really just that simple. Every person in this room is called, right? If you're naming the name of Christ, he sends us out to be light and to be salt to the earth. And we're called to be a transformation power in the Oxford community right here to bring heaven to earth, to be conduits to bring heaven to earth here in this Oxford community, starting here and then radiating out from here. All right? So how do we do that? And I, and I believe these core values are, are the guardrails that help us to, to stay in line with that, right? Um, and to keep us moving in the direction of our, our vision and mission. When Kim and I um, first planted, it was in 2009, and, and um, I, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but, but uh, one of the most powerful experiences that I've had in, in God um, occurred in the middle of that when God was trying to convince us <laughs> that this was the right thing to do. And then let me just say, I was a little bit hard-headed. I, was <laughs> we, I, I tease about this, but we, it's true. We prayed and we fasted twice to not do this, to, to plan a, a church and to go on this new adventure that God had called us to do and, and to, to rock everything that we were, you know, relocate basically our fam family to, to Oxford. But in the midst of that, uh, I had this incredible experience, just a quick version of it. And, and I, the thing is, is when I share stories, I, I, I would just encourage you to this. When you share a story, a testimony of something that you've experienced in God, we don't want to inflate it. We don't want it to, like, make it something that it's not. But at the same time, we don't want to deflate it either, right, and make it look like it was, you know, there was no supernatural or spiritual experience. So, anyways, I'm going to do my best to just try to be authentic and real with what I what I experienced. It was in the middle of the night, 
And all I can say was, is I just felt like someone just entered the room of our bedroom. It was really strange. And so when someone would enter your room, what would you do? You'd just like pop up. And I'm literally laying in bed two, two three o'clock in the morning. And I pop up like someone just entered in the room. I mean, I'm like startled out of my sleep. And I pop up and I open my eyes and it's just pitch black. And in the midst of that, I hear God whisper to my heart. I knew it was the Father. And he said, I'm doing a new thing. And it just rocked me. I mean, it was like, I, I mean, like he was in the room and he was like speaking to me. You know what I mean? I, I, you know what I mean? That's, that was how real and authentic it was to me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And my immediate response was, God, if this is you, confirm that you're, this is what you're doing. That was my first response. My second response, I want to be a part of the new thing. I want to be a part of this. And then the third thing was, God, sh- what is the new thing? <laughs> what is that? What is that? You know, show me what that is. And so I get an immediate response the next day. So I, I wake up, it's church, and I'm going to ch- prayer. And Sandy Holschel, you guys remember Sandy, right? And Sandy comes up to me, and she's this prayer. She would come to Sunday morning prayer every morning. And it was probably just her and I, usually. <laughs> and we would get there, 9.30 in the morning, and she puts her hand on me, and she says, just, this is just the next day, and she puts her hand on my shoulder and says, I have a word for you. God is doing a new thing, and you're going to be a part of it. And I was just like, oof. I mean, I st- literally just start weeping with the presence of God, and I'm like, oh. You ever have that like, feeling like there's something big moving and shaking, and, and what is going on here? And that's the kind of the sensation I had. And so it's been a journey to learn about what that new thing is that God's doing. But let me just say, we're a people that are at the forefront of the new things that God is doing. That's part of our calling. It's a part of our DNA. It's a part of our, our culture here. Okay, we're pioneers and we're pressing into the things of God and pressing into his presence in, in new ways. And we all always are entertaining new things. God says, sing a new song, a new song. What's the new song that God's doing in this day and in this hour and this season? We want to partner with him in that. So I want to talk to you today about one of our core values that is, is really deeply connected with that, which is kingdom vision, kingdom vision. It's this is a core value, this kingdom vision. And um, in Matthew 6, 33, it says this. Seek first the, excuse me, I read it wrong. Seek first the Oxford vineyard and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Thank you. <laughs> Ruthie's right there. She's like, no. That's not what it says. It says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things are going to be added to you, right? So we have to set our eyes. We have to be single in focus on his kingdom, right? And to do that, we need to have kingdom vision, all right? Kingdom vision, which is one of our, our core values. So I want you everybody stand up. Where's, is Ava here today? Come on up, Ava. That's my girl. Can you... Can, can you spare just a moment for me? She's good with, come on, you're good at this. You're good. Come on, Ava. I just need some motions. I just need some, oh, Ava. Ava, Ava, Ava. Yeah. She's got her sunglasses and her mask. Perfect. All right, Ava, you're just, you're so good at this. Nope. Okay. All right. I got her. She's all shy. That's okay. It's okay, Ava. It's okay. I just thought, you're my buddy, and I thought you could help me out with these. All right, so, so you know how it, I learned this at, at the kids' camp. Okay, she's doing it right here, up on stage. Come on. See, they love you. Look at those. She's rocking the sunglasses. She's rocking the sunglasses. So good. All right, 
So we got three things, all right, that I want you to learn about kingdom vision in this core value. All right, the first one is that um, kingdom vision affects what we see, all right? So here we go. Everybody do this with us. Kingdom vision, it affects what we see. It affects what we experience, right? Like the rain falling down, right? The rain falling down. And then it affects what we build, right? It affects what we build. So let's do this again, right? It affects what we see, right? What we experience, and then what we build. Awesome. Give her a yeah. That's so good. Did you get that? Oliver and Elena, did you guys get that back there in the back? All right. So what was it, Oliver? Give us a replay. Give us a real replay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> As a, he's going he's gonna to be a preacher. I don't know, man. He is like, that's good. Oliver, I'm excited. That's awesome. You got it. So let's talk about how kingdom vision, this core value, it affects what we see. All right, I'm going to read a few statements. This is actually, uh, if you want, you can go out onto our online. Sarah Beth did our online material on the core values. It's amazing. All right, and um, you can go out there and kind of read on this more. But I do want to read a few of the statements that we've made about um, kingdom vision and what we see. It says, we understand the kingdom of heaven to be the spiritual power and authority of God. That is to be experienced the way Jesus' followers experienced in the Bible. We believe the Bible is a story of two kingdoms, right? Two kingdoms in conflict with each other, right? The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the accuser, the kingdom of the enemy, right? So there's two kingdoms at war with each other here in the earth, all right? And the, listen, I could do a whole series and we could just teach on just understanding kingdoms. In fact, if you want to learn more about this, go to Sockham. Right, because we go into that. I, I know I keep saying that, but it's the reality. It, it, man, no one breaks it down like Putty Putman in terms of understanding these two kingdoms and how they're in, in conflict and how we function and flow within those two kingdoms or within the one kingdom, obviously, the kingdom of our God. So there's these two kingdoms in conflict. Therefore, we interpret events. Listen, we interpret events in the world around us through the lens of the conflict with God's kingdom emerging triumphant in the ultimate end. So we interpret what we see, right? We interpret the things that are happening around us through this lens of the kingdom, right? Through these supernatural glasses, if we will, that we put on that allows us to see, right? The kingdoms and these kingdoms in conflict. Miles Monroe talks about the kingdom and, and, uh, in this way. He has this statement, I love it. It says, his kingdom on this earth was, his kingdom on this earth was to rule the visible realm, the natural, the physical realm, the visible realm that we can see. The, the point was his kingdom on this earth was to rule the visible realm of man from the invisible realm of the spirit. So we rule and reign, right, in this earth from the invisible realm of the spirit, right, towards the things that we see, the natural, okay? And there's a, there's a connection there between them. Ephesians 6 11 through 13 says it this way. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. As you fight against who? Against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings. This is where we get messed up in the church. This is totally where we, get, we lose it. Because all of a sudden, the people around us that are attacking us or speaking against us or, or whatever it is, we start looking at them as the enemy. 
And that's not the fight. In fact, we're here to rescue them from the hand of the accuser, from the hand of the enemy. That's the point. So when we're talking about this, it says your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all of the armor of God. We're called to wear all of the armor of God. And this isn't a teaching on the armor of God, but I'm, I'm just saying that we have to put on the armor of God. Part of that putting on the armor of God, is ha- which gives us the ability to what? To see and have kingdom vision as we look out. As we enter into everything, we look through this lens, these lenses, right? So everybody, it's time. Put on your sunglasses. How many times do you go to church and you get something? I mean, only did you come, you know, oh, by the way, I I forgot, we're going to take a special offering for an increase in our uh, internet speed here so we can show these videos. So anyways, just put that in the, no, I'm just joking. Anyways, all right, everyone should have a pair of sunglasses. There we go. Right, this is good. Look at that. Man, Ricardo, you're looking awesome, dude. (laughs) There we go. Right, so we have to put, these are like our kingdom lenses. What do sunglasses do? What do sunglasses do? They block out the light. They block out the distractions that a lot of times keep us from seeing, right? I love to wear sunglasses when I'm fishing because a lot of times there's so much glare that I can't see into the water, like if I'm catching a fish or if I'm whatever it is, right? And so... Didn't catch many. I haven't even caught. I think this, there's a theme in this. I haven't caught a fish in 2020. I, I, there's probably a prophetic thing that I'm supposed to get out of that. But anyways, just, that's a side note. Change your bait. Change your bait. There you go. Man, Ruthie Ray, she's going to come up here and preach. All right. So anyway, so what's the point? The point is this, is that these are the lenses that we wear when we look out. All right. When we look at other people, we need to have our kingdom glasses on, right, so that we can see past their maybe their reactions or their words or what they're saying, right? And see into the heart, see into the supernatural, maybe the bondage that the enemy has put up upon that person if it's from a negative perspective, right? When we, when we enter into an activity, right, we need to look at that activity from a kingdom perspective, right? These kingdom glasses, you know what these kingdom glasses do? They help us to get excited when other churches are successful, And we hear about people getting saved or people getting healed at other places. We go, yes, Lord, because we're a a part of something bigger. See, these kingdom glasses, you know what they help us to do? They help us to look at ourselves in terms of the whole spectrum of things. And we see ourselves as just a tribe, just a part of the church of Oxford, which is made up of a bunch of churches and a bunch of pastors that are all working together to do what? Bring heaven to earth. That's what these kingdom glasses do. Help us to see and help us to do. And so we need to make sure that as we go enter into this thing called the Oxford Vineyard, that we're wearing these all the time. We're wearing these kingdom glasses as we move forward so we can see things in the kingdom and what God is doing and what God is saying and what God is showing us. Does that make sense? So kingdom vision, it affects, right? It affects what we see. Can I take a picture? Everybody, <laughs> just say, I gotta take a picture. Here we go. I need a panoramic view, maybe. Can I do that? 
Just show me how to do it. Where's the panoramic view? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. You did good. I got it right there. You know how to, can you, and then I, you want, why don't you take it? Or you want me to hold it up there real high? Though? Okay, you do it. Oh, yeah. Let me get down here. Did you get it? You didn't get it? You got to push this button right there. That's all right. Go. All right, perfect. Everybody online is going, oh, that's perfect. Look at that. You did good, girl. Wow. Got had, had to get a picture. I'm sorry. That was fun. I wish I could give glasses to everybody that's watching it, but I can't. You can come in here. We'll have a pair for you. Amen. So it, it, the, this kingdom vision, this core value affects what we see and how we look at people, at situations, at circumstances, and things like that. It affects what? What we experience. Right? What we experience. This is an important part of who we are. This is what we're pioneering. Right? Because the kingdom of heaven is to, do, it, it's to be experienced. It's to be experienced. This is from our website. It says, our desire is to, for others to experience the kingdom in their individual lives, in their families, and in the Oxford community. We long, listen to this. This is my heart. This is our heart. We long for every person in our community to experience the power and the presence and the love of God. I don't know about you, but I, at times my heart aches because I just wish everybody could experience what I've, I've experienced. If I could, like, if I could, Paul said this. He's like, man, I wish everybody was like me and has experienced what I, I if I could give you my experience, if I could physically give someone my experiences, I would totally do that. I would long for them to experience what I've experienced about the love of God and the power of God and the majesty of all that he is and the greatness. It's not just, it's not just, this isn't just rote text. The Bible is, is, is not an end. The Bible is not Father, Son, and Holy Bible. And I've said that before, but there's truth in that, Right? It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's a person that what? We experience his love. We experience interaction with him. And he loves on us and we love on him. And there's this beautiful dance that occurs. And it's awesome and amazing. And the longing of our hearts is for every person to experience that. Every person. Listen, the kingdom, Jesus taught this. He said what? He said the kingdom, go, preach. The kingdom is what? It's at hand. It's tangible. It's at your finger. It's within reach. It's accessible. To whom? Everyone that wants it. Everyone that is, has a longing in their heart. You can take them off now, I guess, I want to give you an ex example of this, is that there was a, I don't know if I ever sh I shared this with you guys or not, but w we, 
the, the pandemic was weird. I mean, the pandemic was weird and the whole experience of that. And so we were in the midst of that, and we had to make a decision. Are we going to have church or not have church? And so we got together as a group, and we said, let's pray and ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit direction, core value, right? We don't just make decisions. We go, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do? So we prayed, and the Holy Spirit like, clearly spoke to us, no, you need to have church this Sunday. So we had church that Sunday. That was a difficult, it, was, it was a difficult decision that we made. We had church that Sunday. There was a, there was a, a young couple that came that day. And in that, okay, and let me just say this, that this has been a longing of my heart. I've asked God, I say, God, I would love your presence to show up so powerfully, and when we gather together, that people just get healed in the middle of worship. Right? I mean, it's not like my prayer, it's not, you know, any kind of sauce or magic that Joel does or, or Parker does, and it's just your presence just releases the healing power of God, and people just get touched. I said, I've longed for that. And so there's been a few times where I was like, oh, today's the day. I feel it in my heart. Holy Spirit's going to heal somebody during worship. I stand up and I get a word. And I just say four or five times I probably did that and didn't get any confirmation of anything happening. I'm just going to tell you, that's what happened. I don't know. Maybe somebody did get healed. They never came to me. But that was my experience. But this Sunday, I felt this urge inside of me in the middle of worship. And I stood up and I came up here. And it was between songs. And I just said, I feel like Holy Spirit is healing somebody right now. And you're going to feel like a sensation, like heat or tingling or something all over your body. And that was a risky thing. I just, that was risky. I was, but I stepped out. I, was like, I, just, I felt this strong urge that that's what Holy Spirit was doing. All right, and then after the message, I, I go back to this young couple. And she goes, you know that word that you gave? And she's sitting there. And she's crying. I could just see that God's touching her. And I go, what happened? And she goes, when you, when you declared that, I felt that heat and that tingling all over my body. She said, I've had continuous pain in like all of my joints and my legs and my hips. And I've been praying. And I was going, God, I want to do, he, I, no, excuse me. God spoke to her and said, this summer you're going to go do, do kids camp. And she's like, I can't do kids camp with all these aches. I mean, she was like debilitated. Like, I mean, she could still stand and walk, but she was not fit to be able to do kids camp. And she was completely healed, just completely healed. And she was like, she just said, I, I, I felt this sensation all over my body, and I was just completely healed. That's experiencing the kingdom. Now, when someone comes to you, I don't know about you. I just, I'm going to be honest. When people tell, say that to me, I, my, my first response is, she's she just saying that to make me happy. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I, I totally don't believe them. You know, I'm like, like no, you're just, you're joking. I didn't say that, but I said, I, you know what I mean? But I just felt that. And she, the more she talked, I was like, no, she got completely healed. I was like, praise God. Somebody came just for that. If we had service just for that one per person to experience the power and presence of God. And that's why we're gathering. I used to say that a, a, a gathering of saints without the presence of the Holy Spirit is just a religious waste of time. We long for the presence. We long for ex to people to experience the fullness. And everyone experiences it in a different way. There's no like rule like you have to experience it this way. And that's what's a beautiful thing about the vineyard is that it, we're completely open to however God wants to move and wants to speak. There is no religiosity here. It's just the authentic presence of God. And I'm just telling you, it's the most amazing thing when you experience it. And you're like, I don't want to leave. I remember the first time I felt and experienced the presence of God, I said, I want to die now. I I'm serious. I said, I want to die now. I'm done. And then I felt this little thing inside of me, and I didn't even know what it was. It was just like, no, I got more. I got plans for you. 
I got things for you to do. Listen, we have to be careful that our, if our theology is not leading us to an experience, a greater uh, power and presence of God, then we just have a bunch of religious words, okay? We just have to be really careful about that, all right? Because it's about Him and walking and living, and the Word is great, and God never goes against His Word, and I love the Word of God. I love it. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide between soul and spirit. It's, it's awesome, but it should bring us into a greater love and a greater relationship with who He is. Amen. So we long to experience, right? To experience. Do it, do it with me. Do it with me. Experience. You guys are good. So the kingdom vi- our kingdom vision affects what we build. All right? Our tagline for this, for this is um, partnering with the activity of God. I love this idea. I love this concept. It's kind of like something that's been birthed out of Sockham, uh, School of Kingdom Ministry, and I... You, you, it's definitely a, a biblical phrase, or a, uh, I shouldn't say a biblical phrase, but a biblical concept of this partnering with Holy Spirit, partnering with who He is. And I love that, right? A lot of times, and this is where we miss it, right? We're over here and we're like, you know, we go do something, God bless this, right? Would you bless this? This is what we want to do, go bless this, right? That, that mindset. Or we just stay and pray and say, God, you got to do it, you know? I mean, we're the ones that got to preach the gospel, The angel showed up to Peter and told him, there's somebody that you need to go preach to, Cornelius. Why didn't the angel go preach it? Because heaven can't preach the gospel. We have to preach the gospel. That's our job. That's our, that's, that's our assignment, right, from heaven, is to bring heaven to earth and to declare the wonders of his name. Partnering with the activity of God. You know, th- this is a question that we ask ourselves, and this is a question... The one thing I just want to say is, is that I don't want to stand up here and act like we're perfect. In, in our, th- these are, believe me, I cross those guardrails all the time, and then I have to come back to the guardrails and go, well, wait a minute, i got to get back on center here, right? And so that happens, and so we're not perfect in this. But the question is, is are, we he- are, we trying to build, are we trying to build the Oxford Vineyard, or are we trying to build the kingdom? Are we trying to build a cool and awesome organization? Are we building the kingdom of God? Now, I'm not saying that I don't want more people. I, I would love to have multiple services, all right? I would love to have, uh, God, God, we need a bigger building, Father, right? Because there's no place that, I, if I was going to go to church in Oxford, I would go to this church. I know that might sound shocking. <laughs> but I love this place. This is, this is where I could grow. This is where I can, like, be empowered. This is the place where I can, can step out, and I don't have to be religious and put on religious airs and any of that stuff. I can just dress in shorts. I love that. Right? I love that. This is an awesome place. This is a great family of people that I love dearly. But listen, are we here trying to build this organization, or are we here building the kingdom? The mandate is heaven to earth. For the, the transformation of our community by bringing heaven to earth. And so we have to be careful and we have to make sure we wear our, our lenses, right? And we're looking cor- correctly at the things that we're doing. Now let me just give you a few examples of this. I think this is important. 
we had an evangelist team that was coming into town, and I became aware of it, and through, I think, a, f- a few pastors, th- um, Tim Tice, I think, and, and the YWAM wanted to bring a group here, an evangelistic troop, and they did the, like, skateboards and things, and this was, like, a number of years ago. And I'm, I'm, gi- I'm going to share with you some examples, all right? Can I just do that? And listen, this is a family. We're sitting at the table together, and I just want to tell you some of the things. I am not trying to brag on the Oxford Vineyard, okay? Don't. That's not what I'm doing. But I want you to be aware of how we think and how we do things, right? So that you can take this and go, yes, this is what I'm going to do too. Because you understand the heartbeat behind what we're doing. But this YWAM group was coming in town. They did skateboarding and stuff. They needed a place for it. Well, we didn't have a place for it. I was all excited about it. I thought it was awesome. I was like, yes, we're with you. You know, you want to come to Oxford? We'll help you make it happen. And so we met with all the churches and said, hey, let's just make this kind of a church-wide thing and we left that meeting with basically this. No one wanted to fund it. Yes, that's great, but they need like $2,500, and no one was willing to do it. And we had people that would be willing to do this. And so finally I just said, that's fine. I actually went to somebody at, at um, Bible Fellowship, Oxford Bible Fellowship, and I said, would you guys mind just giving us the building? Can you just do the building? They said, yes, we'll do it. So we had all this paper and everything and all this thing, and we paid for the whole daggone thing. That's what we did. And it was at their place, and we did flyers up and everything. And it looked like Oxford Bible Fellowship was doing this great outreach and everything, and I didn't care a dime about it because it was a kingdom activity. And I knew that there was people that were going to be touched and experience the power of God, right? That's our heart. That's why we do what we do, all right? We underwrite the move and the, and the presence of God whenever we see that. Another thing that we love and we're passionate about and we've done on a number of cases, listen, I want to say this. We need more pastors and spiritual leaders in this community. We don't have enough for the move of God. We need more, more of them. And listen, what, who are the, I mean, it, it's, it's a fact. I mean, the most, the, the job career position that gets left the most often is pastors. I mean, they're leaving like crazy. They're underpaid. They're overworked, right? And so we understand that, and we value all of the pastors that are here preaching the gospel, declaring the word of God, shepherding the people of God, all right? So on a number of occasions, we've, you know, $500 here to this pastor, $200 here, $100 here. However, the Holy Spirit says you need to bless that community right there. There's a number of reasons. I have a little bit of a, because I understand the sowing and reaping concept, so I have a little bit of a selfish motive when, when God says, ooh, because as soon as I give 500, I'm going, oh, there's going to be 5,000 coming from somewhere. I don't know where. That's just a little side note. But our heart, no, the heart is, is to bless, right? The heart is to prosper those around us, right, and to care for them. We're called to, to shepherd this community. The Oxford Day of Prayer, right? Night Watch, all of these things. Most of the time, we're just paying for them, and we put other people's churches' names. We're spreading cards on it that have, hey, you know, you could go to Oxford Bible Fellowship. You could go to Cobblestone. You got Crossroads. We got uh, this Methodist church over here. We got this Presbyterian. You know what I'm saying? And so we're, we're, you know what I mean? It's not about us, it's about us, the big church, the kingdom of God. And people experiencing the fullness of that.
So this kingdom vision core value, it helps us to see, helps us to experience, and then it shows us how to build. That's right. It shows us how to build. And we have to make sure that when we're building, right, exactly, we're building the kingdom. We're building his kingdom. I love this scripture. Uh, you could just meditate on this for so long. It says in, in Matthew 16, Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the gates of hell. I don't care what Satan tries to do, what he tries to say. I don't care. He is defeated, right? And we're going to rise victorious. Amen? We're going to rise victorious. But we need to be joining and partnering with Holy Spirit in the building of the kingdom, right? The building of the kingdom of God. Amen. Um, Why don't the worship team, you guys, come back up. If you could make your way up here, it's time. We're going to take communion today and... But while they're doing that, I don't do this very often, but um, we, had a, we had a worship songwriting thing this, on Saturday, and John was there, and he was saying, you know, a lot of times songwriting is just like taking our prayers and convert, converting them into song. And I've been reading this book about uh, a, a Christian believer named Yoon, Heavenly Man, where's Jim? He, he, the Heavenly Man, Wow. And he would take scriptures and he would take these, his prayers and he would convert them into songs. And they were things that would help him along his way and encourage him. And, and he was persecuted, he was beaten. I mean, I read the book. It's crazy amazing. It's very, um, well, anyways, I'm just, it's an awesome book and I'm learning a lot from it. But anyways, this point of taking our prayers and then converting them into songs. And I just want to sing you, I think this is a song that, that I, I just was in my quiet time playing guitar and just praying, and this is something that came to my heart, and I'm just going to give my best effort at singing it to you here. It says, Give me eyes to see your glory, your majesty, your beauty. Give me eyes to see you working all around me with your love give me eyes to see you jesus in every person i meet give me eyes to see give me eyes to see you oh god 